Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. Level two, let's roll. Thanksgiving special. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabe Morency. The pits, the players, the hustlers, the turkeys, and everybody else in between uh, throwing it down on the Wicked Wednesday. Almost has a Friday Night Freak Show feel uh, to this show. And as anyone that tunes in knows... We are merciless. We are relentless. All right. We are on daily and we throw it down. So we're not going to be on tomorrow night. We're not going to be on Friday night and uh, we're not on Saturday. So in other words, that's like a vacation for me. (laughs) Like, Like for like I've worked seven days a week for I don't know, man, like 14 months or something like that. It feels like. Uh, All kidding aside, I think we've been on seven days a week uh, since like uh, last March, uh, essentially. So it's like it's like a vacation. Uh, but you know what I'm going to be doing my vacation? Betting on sports. And we're going to be betting on a Houston Texans. Texans laying three points. Uh, am I walking into a trap? Uh, UCLA Bruins were favored by two and a half points uh, tonight. Everybody loved UCLA, but the number didn't move. And I walked right into it. I took the UCLA Bruins. Credit San Diego State. Congratulations. Shout out to everybody tuning in on 1090 uh, right now in Los Angeles and in San Diego. Uh, UCLA will be fine, but it was a disappointing effort uh, tonight uh, for the Bruins. Uh, But we're going to be breaking it down. We've got Gonzaga and Kansas uh, on deck uh, in the morning. That's good stuff if the Detroit Lions and the Houston Texans uh, doesn't do it for you. And as far as the Dallas Cowboys and the Washington football team is concerned, point spread two and a half, Dallas Cowboys. And I got to tell you what, I love the Dallas Cowboys in this game. I thought this number when I saw it was going to go up to three and a half. It hasn't. Like I said, it's it's that classic public versus the book, man. It really is. Like, you know, uh, 95% of the action at FanDuel on the Dallas Cowboys. Yet, look, this number sits at two and a half. They're inviting you to bet on Dallas, which is scary. This is like the, the TV show Bait Car, all right? And incidentally, I've told you guys the story, but it's hilarious. It's worthy of telling again. The kid I met in Vegas that was going to court, <laughs> he was from Alaska. I'm like, what are you doing here in Vegas? He goes, I'm going to court. I got busted on bait cart. He stole a laptop that was a plant on a television show from the parking lot of Palace Station. Should have known better, kid. That's where OJ took his last three steps as well. Late night anger management class. This is sports rage. Bring it. Sports Grid. 
BetOnline.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hey, everyone. It's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down and too many people fall victim to the picture perfect image of the high life. So I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We going to learn. And most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is going to be your church, your turn up and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. Don't ruin your appetites. I'm buying lunch for everybody on me. What's the occasion? I'm rich. I won my bets on the Rose Bowl, the Sugar Bowl, the Cotton Bowl, and I chunked it all on a hockey game, and I won that. All right, all right. How much did you win? 116 bucks. What a windfall. Yeah. Yeah, I still feel tingly. Late night anger match the clock continues. I am Arendt, we're kicking it with Ian Cameron, Thanksgiving. Uh, Although, uh, you know, Thanksgiving to me, I get it. People like the turkey and people like watching football and and drinking and all that stuff. But, you know, it's not a real holiday, people, right? It's just a let's get drunk and watch football and kill a bunch of poor birds uh, day. (laughs) And I'm not above it. I enjoy turkey uh, myself. But um, I find turkey, it it makes you tired, Babano, right? I got to be alert, buddy. I got to be alert. We're going to be on the air tomorrow. We got to get Babano back on in-game live in the future, too. We had a good time, Babano, uh, doing, doing the show a couple of weeks ago. So, yeah, so there's a programming note. Me and Cam will be live tomorrow at 4 in the afternoon on all these radio stations um, and, you know, your regular regular programming. So normally me and Cam are on at 6 and Pharrell's on, but Pharrell's off. And it's basically imagine like the, our programming is like uh, NFL Sunday. So I think like blew it and everyone's on in the morning with NFL stuff. And then uh, Scott Wetzel and Joe Lisi are on during the Detroit game, Detroit and um, and Houston. And then me and Cam are on during the Washington and Dallas game, which actually I'm looking forward to the game, Babano, because I like the Dallas Cowboys. And I'm glad to hear you like the Cowboys as well. You know, the Cowboys have too much talent to be to have the record. They do, Babano. Right. They do. You brought up uh, Zach Martin. Zach Martin's a big key. Their offensive line's a big key. And you saw last week against Minnesota, they gave the ball to Elliott 20-plus times. You've got to just give him the damn ball, right? You give him the ball, set up some play action with Dalton, and you take it from there. Washington's offense is is not very good. Alex Smith's a nice story, but he checks the ball down all the time at Bano. I like uh, like the Cowboys in this game. 
Yeah, I mean, Dallas, to me, with the fact that they lost 25-3 a few weeks ago, like I said, I think that they're going to remember that Andy Dalton's going to be fired up because that's the game he got hurt. Now he gets the chance to beat Washington here. It's a huge game in the division. Not that says any of these teams deserve to win the division at this point with their record. Someone's got to win it. Uh, Dallas has obviously done better on Thanksgiving at home than clearly Detroit has. You know, they've lost their share as well, but they've been a little bit more reliable uh, of the two traditional Thanksgiving Day home teams than the Detroit Lions. And like I said, I, I, the, the thing I like the most in that game is probably the over, and I would probably look at a couple props involving, you know, the running backs for Dallas, you know, Pollard and Zeke. I think if you look at them at player props, it's it's a good way to go. I think for Alex Smith, you look at him over passing yards, it's a good way to go because he's been lighting it up. The Dallas secondary is not good, and they're probably going to be trailing for a good portion of this game, so he's going to have to throw. He's got good chemistry with McLaurin, and he's actually been throwing a lot to J.D. McKissick. You'd mentioned how he's checked things down. J.D. McKissick's been a big-time target for Smith in the passing game. I've been looking at him receptions and receiving yards lately, and I'll probably do that again tomorrow. Yeah, McKissick was uh, – it was two games in a row, but Bano, I was on it. Uh, he lost. He didn't go over his prop in, in the last uh, Washington game. It was frustrating. I don't know, man. Alex Smith threw it to like 12 different dudes or something. Like, and all no-name guys. Like, every stiff on the team seemingly had a catch. Normally, McKissick was targeted 29 times, all right, in two games, which is abnormally high. So I think that they even told Smith, man, ease up on just, like, dumping it off to the running back all the time. Because the thing is, it doesn't go anywhere, Babano, right? Like, you know, he has four catches for seven yards and stuff like that, right? Like, last week he had three catches for four yards or something. Because, But that's what's good about the prop. And I'll go back to it again. I'll go back to it again. You know, it used to be four. It used to be three and a half. And then it went to four. It used to be three and a half. Then it went to four and a half. But it was plus money. And then last week, they didn't screw around. I play props a lot, but bad. I know every player's little prop and how they screw with the numbers. Last week, he was minus 160 at four and a half. So I'm looking. I'm trying to find him scrolling fast here to see what McKissick is here. But I'll go back to it, Babano. I'll go back to it, but I want to look up as well how did Dallas fare against running back at receptions, right? Let's see where they they fall into play here. Where is it? Uh, CeeDee Lamb, All right? God, there's so many of these stiffs. All right, I'll get it. I like it though, Babato. I like um, you. I think there could be points. I don't know. I think there could be points in the Detroit game, even though Detroit is challenged without Galladay. I think Houston's going to score on them. Right. In perfect conditions inside, Houston's going to score. It's going to force Detroit to throw the football. Matt Stafford props like the completions and his in-game yardage could be worth a look as well. Uh, But I like uh, I like Dallas and I like um, I like Houston. And, you know, it sucks, Babano. I played one of those sweetheart 10 point teasers. Um, So I've got I got Houston plus seven, Dallas plus seven and Pittsburgh plus five. But I'm screwed. They didn't refund me, bro. Like, I got to play this stupid uh, teaser out now, Babano. <laughs> and wait till Sunday for it to be completed yeah. with the Steeler game. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I like the that Steelers more when, when Baltimore had a short yeah. week in COVID, Babano. That was the point of the bet, bro. Yeah. Right? Not like, oh, let's give them a couple of days. <laughs> what yeah, to give the Ravens a greater that. advantage. Exactly right. Yep. Yeah. You know what, though? The players can't play anyways, though. It's more for safety. Safety precautions. Yep. All right, so here's uh, where's McKissick. Um, you know why I couldn't find him? 
He's not listed. <laughs> he's not listed. I was going crazy. I'm like, oh, I'm going to snap. I, I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling. And he's not listed. I don't know why. Oh, we'll look into it. Doesn't mean that he won't be. He's actually uh, gone right, right. over. Yeah, he's gone. He's gone over his receiving oh, yards in three quarters of his ga- of, of Washington's games this okay. year. So even though he's had a he had a down week last week, that's exactly why I'm not ready to okay, totally jump him. off that thought process. I've, I found him. He was buried. I found him. Uh, um, J D McKissick and three and a half of Benham. So yeah, I'm in. Like I said, it's it was four and a half of plus money. You see. It's a lot like basketball props. And Kyle Hamburg's in our chat right now in Atlanta. What up, Kyle? Uh, miss you, bro. Um, Kyle knows. Like, it's like basketball banner. Like, they'll set, like, the, like, um, like the re- a player's rebounding prop will be 10 and a half, 10 and a half, 10 and a half. Yep. He has a bad game, like, in the playoffs. The next night, it's nine and a half. Right? Yeah. And because they're like, oh, but you go right back to it. You don't get scared off. Boom, you go back to it. Because if he has a good couple of games, they'll bump it to 11 and a half. So I'm glad you brought McKissick up, actually. I, I was going to bet him already, but I'm glad for everyone else you brought him up. Then I'm glad that I see, listen, it's minus 150 at three and a half. But four catches is very attainable to bet him. Yeah, I think if you go with that and you go with Alex Smith over passing yards, because he's going to be able to, I think, make some plays. This is still a bad Dallas secondary. Who's kidding who? I mean, it's still a terrible pass defense. You would think Washington's going to be trailing for a portion of the game. Alex Smith's gotten to 300-plus yards in uh, two of the last three games. He didn't have to throw the ball as much with a big lead and last week, and Burrow got injured. Remember that? And Ryan Finley did nothing coming into the game. So that's why Alex Smith's passing yards was down last Sunday in the game. I think it gets back up there today uh, in that game. So I like the Smith passing yards over as well. 244 and a half. Yeah, that's a reasonable number. And that's reasonable. Pers- he can hit 250. Absolutely. Yeah, well, all he needs 245. <laughs> I deem 250 at 245. Yep. Uh, you know what it is, too, man? I do believe that Washington's going to be playing from behind as well. So I think he's going you know, to, he'll be forced to, he'll be forced to throw. Plus you can throw on Dallas, as you stated, but, but there's always the concern. There's always a concern with football props, but a concern um, is Alex Smith. Does he get through the game? Right. The guy's playing on one leg, bro. Like he's not young. He it's a nice comeback story, but he's always one hit away from being done again. Let's just be real. So I have that, you know, in the back of my mind, but it's a fair number at 244. Listen, guys, I, yeah. I got the You I saying that, Gabe, reminded me. Night. I, hold on. You Bad, saying that reminded me of. Babana, hold on. <laughs> Even when Cam was singing, you started talking, Babana. You ruined his rap. But I predicted the final <laughs> score the other night at uh, 27 24. I, I, I keep on coming up with 30 13. A blowout. A Dallas blowout. Might be a little higher scoring, but I'm going to take a look at Dallas and some of these alternate numbers. All right. Remember your thought on the other side of the battle. I'm sure it was uh, mind-numbing. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. You're listening to Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. And you know what? It'll be nice having a little extra cash to bet on college football. Yeah, I'd like to bet a hundred bucks. You want to pick a team? No, just take it. Late night anger management class continues. I'm Morenci. Washington, four and ten against the spread in their last fourteen division games. Uh, the over nine and four in Dallas's last thirteen division games. A lot of people talking about the over in this game. And I, listen, I'm, I'm an over better by, by nature, as everybody knows, <laughs> obviously. Uh, total's 46 and a half to me. Yeah, I get it. I'm not in love with it, to be honest. You know, I, it didn't jump off the page at me. Look, they played earlier. It didn't go over the number uh, when they played. Like I said, when you're dealing with Washington guys and you're dealing with Alex Smith, and not just Alex Smith, but it seems like Washington's quarterbacks get hurt every week. All right? It, it just does. Like, their their quarterbacks are always hurt. I don't know. Like, you, you, I don't know if it's just sort of a no, – it plays out to a normal game. And another thing is, too, Babano, the Dallas Cowboys, I can't say that Kellen Moore's figured it out, bro. All right? I can't say that after one game because they do a lot of stupid things. Their play calling sucks. But I think McCarthy is smart enough. With all the McCarthy bashing aside, he's not an idiot. And I think that the wheels fell off, but he's sort of reining it in here. I think he saved it with that watermelon stunt, um, as crazy as it sounds. If you guys don't know, basically McCarthy pulled a Gallagher. He busted out a sledge. He started smashing watermelons. And and the players all loved it. They played well against Minnesota. I think it broke the ice a little bit. There, you know, Players were bashing him in the media, unnamed sources and stuff like that. So it's amazing what a win can do, and it's amazing what a, you know a couple of wins can do uh, for you. And then suddenly, hey, the coach isn't such a bad guy, right? I, it's a big game for Dallas. But man, you, Babano, we we didn't bring this up, but losing their strength and conditioning coach, the guy died, right? There's two ways of looking at it. Like it's, you know, it's number one that is devastating to them that they, it's a good friend of theirs. They he was there. The players loved him. And he's 54. It was sudden, so they didn't know. Sudden death is worse, Babano. Trust me. I've lost people, like, suddenly, and I've lost people that I knew were dying, and it's harder when it's sudden. Like, it's more of a shock. So the Cowboy players are in a shock about this. They didn't practice, Babano, because of it, right? They shut, like, they haven't practiced. They haven't practiced all week, uh, the Cowboys. Yet, on the other side, and I know life's not a Disney movie, they are going to be playing. They're going to be pretty inspired. You know what I mean? 
they're not, you know, they have to play this game. It's not bringing him back, unfortunately, one way or the other. So they have to play this game. And the best way to honor him isn't to go out there and lose, right? It's to go out there and fight and win. So there's going to be, the Cowboys are going to be an emotional team, man. All right. They're going to be an emotional team. I think, and not to, you know, Dak Prescott's brother died. Let's just, they've had a lot of bad things happen to them in that room. And I think they're just going to pound the rock, bro. Give it to Zeke Elliott, man, over and over. That's my fear with, like, loving the over. That I just think maybe the Cowboys, they also have Andy Dalton, who's a turnover machine. So if they're smart, they don't let him throw the ball too much. Yeah, they've actually been okay against the run, uh, Washington. So it, they'll probably try to run it, but you know, will they have? To, I think they've still got to keep it balanced uh, in the game. But you're, you're right. I mean, Dallas definitely got a little bit of a, you know, I think the locker room was tense. You know, you're, when you're losing and things aren't going well, you know, and going into that bye week, they weren't for Dallas. But coming out of the bye, McCarthy, you know, does the watermelon thing in the locker room, and then all of a sudden they come out, they play a good game. Uh, and now all of a sudden they get not only get the win, but they realize, hey, we can still win this division. You know, say what you will about how bad the division is, but they still feel now that all of a sudden they've got new life. So I would expect a good effort from uh, Dallas tomorrow. It's just funny that you mentioned that can Alex Smith get through the game, brought back bad memories of me betting Burrow <laughs> over completions last Sunday. Yeah, 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 he was yeah. 24 and a half. I had 22 completions oh. from him, and then he gets injured. Oh. What can you do? Uh, I, listen, I was on Cincinnati. I didn't know that, Babato. I didn't know that prop. I didn't realize that's, 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 that's I didn't realize that's so, what yeah, it was. Liking Alex that's, Smith yeah, over passing beat. yards, yeah, it's a risk. But uh, hey, you know, like you can't handicap or forecast a quarterback getting injured. No, no, no. You're exactly right. I wish I brought this up with Cam earlier because Cam told me Washington's had a lot of success uh, against Dallas on Thanksgiving, and I called him out. I'm like, no, they haven't. And he goes, yeah, yeah, they covered the last time they played. So I looked it up about him like they did it. They were seven-point underdogs, and they lost by eight. All right? I remember the damn game. Colt McCoy was the quarterback. And But anyways, I didn't even realize this. The Washington football team guys are 0-9 at Dallas on Thanksgiving. The Cowboys have never lost to Washington on Thanksgiving before, Babano. 9-0. 9-0 straight up. For the record, Washington are 5-14 and 14 on Thanksgiving in their team history, but 0-9 on Thanksgiving. Dallas overall are 40-24-1 and 1, um, uh, Thanksgiving. So, I, I, I listen, I'm sticking to my guns here. I don't. Washington are all right. They're scrappy and stuff, but they just, you know, they have a lot of injuries all the time. They're offensively challenged. The Cowboys, I'm not saying the Cowboys are a perfect team in battle, but they're... They're a hell of a lot more talented than Washington are. I think they get it done. It comes together. Uh, before we're done later, guys, I'll go over a couple of prop uh, numbers. And follow me on Twitter, at uh, Sports Rage. I always uh, tweet. I mostly tweet out my picks if I'm not on the air. We're busy. But uh, me and Cam are going to be on at 4 o'clock Eastern leading into this game. So we'll have 30 minutes to break down this game uh, as well. But we're not going to be on tomorrow night or Friday night. So let's take a look at the other NFL games, uh, Babano, uh, right now. Let's blast through the card, buddy. Uh, Arizona and New England. Arizona Cardinals are minus two and a half. The total is 49 and a half. Uh, what do you think of that game, Babano, if anything? Yeah, that's a tough one because, you know, Arizona, they've been up and down, but I, I still think they're better than New England. I just don't love the idea of laying points with them in an early start game like this. 
but I would, I would, I would only look Arizona, but it's not something I love. Let's put it that way. Yeah. It's a, you know what? I've been, I'm not going to lie about it. Normally at this time of the week, I'm, I'm more locked in for Sunday than I am right now. Like full disclosure, I'm as honest as anyone on the air. But the thing is, Babana, we got college basketball, NFL football tomorrow, college football Friday, right? NFL yep. football on Sunday is a long time away. Like, so you know what? Let's scrap it, Babano. Let's scrap it and get to what matters. Let's talk about Friday's college football. Iowa State and Texas. Man, I'm seeing this game at a pick'em right now. Texas. Minus a half a point, not a pick of a minus a half a point at FanDuel right now, Babano. Everybody's loving, ooh, the Cyclones this, Cyclones that. Texas have only lost two games this year. And Babano, this is Sam Ellinger's last home game ever. This is it, the seniors. There's a bunch of them, too. There's like 16 dudes or something. This is their last home game. It's going to be an emotional time for them. Getting Iowa State here. I like the Longhorns. There is matchup wise, I, I like Iowa State here, but that intangible, you're right, of Ellinger's final home game, that's, you know, obviously this is going to be like a win one for the Gipper situation for Texas. Problem is, I can't get over the fact that I don't think they're better than Iowa State. I just don't. I think they're the much better defensive team, Iowa State. Brock Purdy, you know, at times has actually played a little bit better than Sam. The Sam Ellinger's in the, in the games against the best teams on Texas' schedule, they haven't fared too well. So, that's what's keeping me a little bit restrained on Iowa State, but I would still lean to the road team there. All right, so uh, Babano, for the record, Joe Lisi uh, is all over the horns. Hook them horns. Sooner Lisa right now just stepped out to uh, to throw up, I believe. She just stepped out to vomit. All right, uh, Babano, <laughs> Notre Dame, <laughs> Notre Dame, North Carolina. Notre Dame, North Carolina, uh, five and a half. As far as injuries, guys, Notre Dame center is out. And uh, one of their star, like, all-American caliber offensive linemen is out as well. So two starting offensive linemen out on the offensive line uh, for the Irish. But you talk about, we were talking about bad defenses earlier, Babano. North Carolina, man. Like, Notre Dame's going to go up and down the field on these guys. <laughs> like, like, they are. Yeah. But the question is. I still is, don't think North Carolina is stopping them. I don't. <laughs> yeah, but what can Hal do on the other side? He's a good quarterback. And they're, they're an up-tempo, fun, quick offense. But the number's a little light, isn't it? Like, I like, listen, I like, I don't like Notre Dame, so I like to talk myself into betting against them. But feels like the number's short, Babano. Man, they smoke Boston College, every old Boston College. Uh, but what I do, I love the over of this game, though. I don't yes. see how there's yeah. not 66 and a half points, bro. Like, we're going to get there. There's going to be, this is going to be one of these games where it's going to be like 45 points in the first half type thing. Like, Notre Dame's going to score. I guess I'm going to lay the points for Bano. What do you think? Lay the points with Notre Dame and the over. Or is it an upset yeah, special waiting to happen? It's tricky because this is for North Carolina, a chance to pull that big upset. I and I know it didn't go well for them early this year, but I don't want to lay points uh, like that on the road against a really good offense. You know, and North Carolina is a really, a really good offense. Defense. Yeah, I mean, the North Carolina is putting up 48 points per game, 600 yards per game. It's tough to bet against that wow. as an underdog. But the thing is, North Carolina's defense, you mentioned it, is terrible. And we have to start talking about Notre Dame's offense like they're this, they're explosive and potent. It didn't look like that early in the season, but they've scored 40 in back-to-back against Clemson and Boston College, who are good football teams, by the way. Clemson and Boston College, the teams that Notre Dame scored 40-plus on. This does have track meet written all over it. I mean, 38-34. 
is the kind of final score I've envisioned in this game. That gets you to 70s, and that's probably where this game lands in terms of total points. I can't believe this, but as I sit here right now, I'm like, nah, Notre Dame's going to kill him. The only thing, Babano, and I, I, you know, I wasn't thinking this all week. This is the first time I'm saying it out loud that, yeah, Notre Dame's the play. I think the Irish are the play. You know, the thing is, Babano, it's, it's a weird game. Like you said, it's massive for North Carolina. North Carolina's a good team. And it's it's awkward for Notre Dame. They're not used to playing at Chapel Hill. They're not used to playing North Carolina. They're not used to playing on a Friday afternoon. It just sort of has that weird Friday, Black Friday feeling, Babano, right? People will talk about it. Uh, Notre Dame got knocked off on that Friday afternoon game, right? But cool stuff. I'm glad they're playing. Right, hang in here, Babano. The time just flew by here this evening. Let's crank through a couple of more college games. Let Babano go. Sports race late night. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. My name's Bobby and I am an addict. Hey, Bobby. You know, you folks aren't here because you're gamblers. You are here because you are terrible gamblers. Hey, Bobby. These folks don't need to stop doing what they're doing. They just need to get better okay. at it. Late night anger management class continues. The grind. Um, so as we stated, quick scheduling uh, notes. Uh, no sports rage tomorrow night. I don't know if we're running best of or what uh, what's going on. Uh, with that, we're we're not. I thought we'd be on Friday, actually, but we're not. Uh, we're not on Friday. So me and Cam are going to be on tomorrow, though, at four o'clock Eastern, leading into the Dallas Washington game. We'll get you know, in game live. We'll have live in game bets, all the college basketball. Me and Cam will go over all the NFL games as well for the weekend. We'll go over all the weekend stuff. We're going to be on for four hours, so we'll be. We got your back. All right. So starting on uh, Monday, though, next week, uh, this show will be three hours. So it's going to be, uh, we're adding an hour. We always talk about the quickest 120 minutes in sports. Uh, well, you know, now it's going to be the quickest 180 minutes in sports. So we're adding an hour um, starting on uh, November the 30th. So it's the same start time, but uh, extended hour in your local markets. And um, and then we go into December, we go through the holidays, and then starting January the 7th, We'll welcome Sirius XM Satellite Radio to the rotation. Um, but we're still going to be on the same great radio stations that we're on now. Uh, Sirius is just an addition uh, to the uh, the Morency Media takeover. Um, so uh, we welcome uh, Sirius. And um, I'm glad, uh, I'm glad though, that, um, that we remain on all the great affiliates that we're on uh, right now as well. Uh, so a lot of, lot of cool stuff uh, coming up. And, uh, you know, that's the thing. So it means, yes, we're on serious, but no, it doesn't mean that it's going to be an F-bomb fest, all right? So don't call in and start swearing. <laughs> don't call in and start swearing. Uh, Ian Cameron with us uh, right now. <laughs> Bob Bano, well, I was worried I was going to drop an F-bomb when he was rapping earlier there. Uh, but uh, good job. Good job, uh, Babano. Uh, oh, no, so- I know in certain situations I got to bring the clean edited version out of the woodwork, Yeah. <laughs> I think I think you're pretty good. I think you might have 
dropped an S bomb once in like all the years. I, I think I recall once telling you, hey, hey watch the, uh, like, uh, but it's, it's okay. I don't worry about you. Some other people are menaces to society now. That's when you know I'm getting yeah. older and like straighter. When I'm getting mad at people's language, I'm like, if this guy swears one more time, he's banned. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Never would have said that 10 years ago, right? <laughs> no, 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 exactly. I used to be the one swearing on the air all the time. But now, and I got to be honest, because I was known on Sirius. It got out of control. Everyone was swearing. Our guests swore. Everyone was swearing all the time in the old days on Sirius when we were on. Yeah. And I, I brought it up. I said, listen, we're on Sirius now. Like, you know, I said, we're on Sirius, but we're also going to be on terrestrial radio. Right. It's kind of a mix. Yeah. So they basically said, well, yeah, you know, it's, it, you're still on terrestrial radio, so you can't. It's not the Howard Stern show, so to speak. But I'll notice even Sirius kind of cleaned it up. Um, you know, the old shock jock, you know, F-bomb days. People are like, you know, less desensitized to profanity now, but it can't be used gratuitously. But on terrestrial radio, you got to watch it. But Yang's got a, a trigger finger, and uh, he's very good at editing things. <laughs> so, uh, good job, Yang. So, yeah, as I was saying, Notre Dame, I, love, I, like, I like the over, but bad. I'm taking the over. You know what? Let's. I'm going to take yep. a look here. At, uh, how about a Notre Dame fighting Irish team total, Babano? I'm going to look it up right now. What can we get a team total at here? Well, if you if you do the math, I think you're going to be looking at something in in the lines of, uh, in terms of them that are right now a five point favorite. The the t- team total for Notre Dame uh, is probably uh, going to be around thirty eight and a half. I would think so. Good call. Yeah, yeah thirty seven and, and a half. half. Yeah. yeah. They're going to get that, Babano. They're going to get that. I wouldn't bet against that happening. No, not at, not with North Carolina's defense. But look North at, Carolina, so look at North really, Carolina. They gave up yeah. fifty three to Wake. They gave up fifty three to Wake. They gave up twenty four to Duke. They gave up forty four to Virginia. Twenty one. That was a nice one, impressive one. The uh, the the NC State. They held NC State to twenty one. Florida State State scored thirty one on them. Uh, Virginia Tech dropped forty five on them. Come on, Notre Dame. Notre Dame team total, guys, over 37 and a half. I like it. I'm playing it. Yeah, I'm playing it. <laughs> and that's, by the way, that's Chris Fowler, Kirk Herbstreet doing that game. They've moved them from okay. Saturday to Friday. So that tells you how big of a game that is. Yeah, good game. Good game. I brought this up earlier, Babato. Uh, David Shaw is like 16 and two off of a loss when he was favored in the game before. But as I stated earlier, yeah, that's when he had good players. <laughs> Right? Yeah. So exactly. I don't know. Like, I, let's not a lot of time. But let's not spend too much time on this game. But Stanford and Cal, do you have an opinion on it? Because it's really hard to trust either football team in this game, Babano. Well, Cal's not been disappointing. I'll be honest. Justin Wilcox's team, they haven't been the same defense. Chase Garbers has reverted into a mediocre, inconsistent quarterback. That being said, I'll still I'll still lean to Cal here because I, I think Stanford is just in a much bigger. A world of hurt. They've had quarterback issues all season. Their defense has completely fallen off. So at a pick them, I'll lean a little to Cal, even though they've kind of disappointed me. I still think I would take Cal, prefer them than Stanford. I'm a degenerate, but that's the one game I won't bet. I say that now and I'll end up with some in-game action. Remember we jumped on Stanford Live, you and I, a couple of weeks ago. That was a disaster. <laughs> that, <laughs> it was. That, that was and that was about the last time I bet Stanford. So, and, and I've been too. better off for it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. What do you think about the Civil War? They might not call it the Civil War anymore, but they can't stop me. Um, so the Ducks and the Beavers. 
uh, civil war here. What do you what do you make of this one, uh, Babano? Well, Oregon's got a great offense, but they don't have much of a defense so far. I think we're finding that out. That Stanford team we just ridiculed, even they moved the ball a little bit against Oregon. And in the two games since then, Washington State went up and down against them. UCLA with a backup quarterback last week went up and down the field against Oregon. So I think Oregon State can have success offensively with Gebbia, the quarterback, and Jamar Jefferson is a great running back. Uh, Oregon's been giving up chunk yardage through the air and on the ground all season, but Oregon State ain't going to stop uh, Tyler Schuff in this Oregon offense. They've been excellent. Verdell in the running back spot. They've got weapons at receiver. Uh, they're rolling on all cylinders right now. So this is another game where I see points scored. I like that over 64. I like where you're going with that as well. I can't disagree. Uh, how about another Pac-12 uh, game here? Uh, let's credit the USC Trojans. You know, that's the thing. People will criticize guys and players and coaches, but then, especially fans, but who cares about fans? But people on Twitter are the worst for that. But even people in the media, and myself included, um, like that's why I'm saying I've been very critical of Clay Helton, and I'm not alone, and it was justifiable. But at the same point in time, we also have to tip our cap. Yes. Um, did they cover the number in the first two games? No. But they're 3-0, and Babano. So I tip my cap to the USC Trojans for the start of their season. And this game against Colorado, to me, it looks like it's sort of the same thing, Babano, that USC will survive, but I don't know about laying double digits. Uh, I credit Clay Helton for winning the games. And they were in a nice spot last week against Utah. And I was on them. I hammered USC, and I'm glad, you know, I'm glad that I did. But it doesn't mean that I'm going back to USC again this week, laying double digit against uh, the Buffs uh, here. Uh, what's your take on Colorado and uh, USC Trojans? Yeah, you know what? I think USC is a lot better than Colorado. Uh, I mean, the U.S. Colorado 2-0 start, the upsets over UCLA and Stanford, but this is going to be a huge step up in class for them, a massive step up in class. But at the same time, USC is 0-2 against the spread laying double digits. You know, the Arizona game, the Arizona State game. You know, they didn't cover either time. But I just think there's a talent gap. I, I wouldn't back Colorado here. I'm not playing it with USC, but I think they've got the chance to really roll in this game. But if they don't blow out Colorado here, then I'd really start to get concerned. Then, then I might just swear off laying double digits with them anytime soon because truly there's a talent mismatch here, in my opinion. I don't think too many people thought that the Michigan Wolverines and the Penn State Nittany Lions would have a combined uh, record of 2-8. and eight. Uh, Babano, uh, here at this point of the season, Penn State 0 and 5. Penn State Nittany Lions are 0 and 5. Michigan is 2 and 3. And I got to tell you, it's 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 it, it's it hasn't been pretty for Harbaugh in Michigan. But Babano, last week's win, you're 1 and 3. You lose that game to Rutgers, you're 1 and 4. They probably there might have been changes. Like I you know I don't know, but I'm just saying there's it's like gambling. You know this is a, as a better battle. Big difference, buddy, when you're gambling between having a one and four night and a two and three night, right? One and four is a disaster. Two and three, it's like, all right, I lost a unit. It sucked, but I, you know, we'll regroup tomorrow, right? It's the same thing with Michigan. Michigan go from one and three and the wheels falling off and we're down 17 nothing to Rutgers and we're going to be one and four to boom. We're three and three, beat Rutgers, beat Penn State. We move forward right now. And we can still make a bowl game, right? And we're at 500. And it's a crazy year. It is what it is. But I think Michigan get back on track here. I think it's a very winnable football game for Michigan. And I like the quarterback change to, Ma to McNamara 
Cade McNamara, the offense is much, much better with this kid than Milton. Milton's got a cannon for an arm, but he can't read defenses. Guys are open. He doesn't see them open. McNamara is smaller. He's not as athletic, but the kid can read defenses. State champion, uh, San Antonio, Texas. Uh, blue chip kid, small kid, but I'm glad that uh, I'm glad finally Harbaugh's giving him a chance. I think the Wolverines win this game, Babano. Yes, uh, uh, Penn State zero and five straight up in ATS. They haven't covered a point spread yet, and now James Franklin is four and twenty one against the spread off a straight up loss in his career there. So when wow. things have gone off the rails for Penn State, he hasn't gotten them back on the rails. And it's the same thing every week with them. It's turnovers, it's shaky defense, it's erratic quarterback play from Sean Clifford and Will Levis, the two guys that have started. And I think you're right about Michigan. Like, this is the lesser of two evils. I'm not in love with Michigan here either, but they're the far lesser of two evils here because they got a spark. They roared back against Rutgers. Cade McNamara gave them that shot in the arm that they desperately needed. They're laying just two here at home. Penn State, to me, is hopeless. Maybe Michigan at least has a sliver of hope. It's Michigan or pass for me. I, I like Michigan. I'll bet him. All right, let's get into the Iron Bowl. We can't talk college football without the Iron Bowl. I am Iron Man. Um, man, we got to crank that song. So Nick Saban's got COVID again. I don't know. He already had it earlier in the year, supposedly. So <laughs> got COVID again. Uh, he's not going to be coaching. But, Bano, this number is massive. bro. I get it. Alabama are better. But this isn't a terrible Auburn football team. This is a 5-2 and two Auburn football team. Uh, what's the current number now? What are you getting, 24 and a half? What is it sitting at here? Um, get the current, current, current. The hell? I, I, they took it off the board here. I don't see it. 24 and a half. It, You're right. 24 yeah. and a half on Bama, yep. How the hell can this not so be here's what I featured think. games? All games. All right, sorry, my bad homes. has got, like, featured yeah. games at all games. I just assumed that the Alabama game would be part of featured games. <laughs> all right? I'm scrolling right now. I still don't freaking see it, but sorry, my bad. I'll continue. I, it's a lot of points. I don't like betting. Listen, here it is. All right, 24.5 points, 62.5. Um, I was dead wrong about Kentucky last week. It is what it is. They got hit with COVID and stuff, but... You know, Alabama murdered them. Yeah, this is a lot of points in a rivalry game. And if you look at the history of battle, yeah, there's a blowout every now and then, but it's a pretty tight series over the years. Yeah. No mercy. Two words for this game. No mercy. Auburn, losing to Auburn kept Alabama out of the playoff last year. Uh, they're going to want this one badly. And I got lucky with Auburn against Tennessee. Look, if Tennessee wasn't so miserable... Auburn would have lost last week against Tennessee. I don't trust them. I think Alabama just does whatever they want on offense and can name the score. I like the over a lot, and I leaned Alabama in that one. Hard not to like the over. I agree. Bama's offense is just so explosive. Ian Cameron, happy Thanksgiving. Check him out on Twitter, at Babano. Uh, Sports Pub uh, Radio, the football frenzy. Ian Cameron, we wrap things up on the other side. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Sports Radio with Gabe Morenci. Warning. All right, great.
great job uh, tonight uh, with the crew. Uh, smooth stop. With, uh, thanks to everyone for uh, for putting the work in and getting the uh, the phone lines uh, dealt with and worked out. Smooth uh, smooth show tonight. We appreciate it. Uh, thanks to our guests tonight, Cam Stewart and Ian Cameron. Thanks to everybody for tuning in. We hope that uh, you all have a great uh, Thanksgiving. Uh, just to repeat myself once again, uh, we will be on tomorrow. Normally, we're on at 6 following Scotty Farrell, but Scotty's off this week. It's football day on our network, so we're going to be on at 4 o'clock Eastern tomorrow, me and Cam, until 8 o'clock. So we'll be live during this Dallas Cowboy game. Uh, tune in at 4 o'clock, and we'll have all the the, the, the props and everything. Uh, but let me leave you with a couple of notes uh, here and thoughts about um, about Houston and Detroit. I know the teams that get shut out in the National Football League bounce back and are like 44 and 21 against the spread uh, the following week. Uh, but it's a short week. Detroit have big problems, guys. They don't have Kenny Galladay. They don't have Danny Amendola. You know, last week, um, uh, Matthew Stafford, Matthew Stafford had two passes that went for 20 or more yards last week. You know, like they're they're challenged to throw the football when Galladay's not there. Yet at home, they're going to be better. I get it. I think there will be points in this game because I think Houston is going to shred Detroit's uh, secondary. Detroit's secondary sucks. Their passing defense sucks. They're like 25th in the National Football League. And let's go with uh, Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson over uh, passing yards. Deshaun Watson touchdowns is two and a half, but... I think this guy can throw three, actually. Uh, you know, you're getting plus 155. It's bold. Yeah, let's go with the yards here with Deshaun. All right, let's go with Deshaun, um, Deshaun Watson over yards in which uh, he's thrown for he's thrown for more than 281 yards in six of the last uh, seven football games. He's thrown for over 300 yards in five of the last seven games. It's exactly 300 right now, 300 and a half to be exact. I think Deshaun lights it up. It's going to be a pass-heavy game. There's going to be points put up on the board. I like the Houston Texans. I like the over. And how about them Cowboys? I like the Cowboys. See you at 4 Eastern. Other than that, you're on your own. Later. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon.